Welcome back to another episode of the Out of a Sean podcast. Welcome back, brother. How's everything? What's up? I'm doing great, man. Just it's the end of the the, the season. Thankful to be alive. It's been a great, great year, man. We've had a great year, brother. Made it this year. We're already at the end of December, so it's amazing how time is flying, huh? It is flying, and just looking at so many different aspects of society and where we are as a people, that stuff constantly is a, is a part of our mental thought processes now. It's, it's I guess when you get around 40, when you get in your 40s and you're at that middle road, so to speak, uh, you have to recalibrate the four seasons, you know, so you're in the 40s, you look at things a lot differently than you did when you were 20 or 30. And you you try to think more holistically as the work we've been doing and trying to reconnect with our own personal roots. And then as a whole, what do we see and where do we see the gaps and how do we move forward? You know, this whole theme of back to Eden mm-hmm. that we've been pushing that uh, this movement that has grown now to uh, internationally and we're thankful to the most high because it's, it's something that's already been settled in the heavens. You know, our savior came and he said that kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So once we align to what has already been or nature, you get, you get in the flow. And that's what one of my friends said. He said, the truth will always stand. Even if you lie for a thousand years, 2000 years, the universe is is built to push toward its original state. Mm-hmm. So I feel like right now the Afro Africans or as I like to call the firstborn are in a, a period of the dark ages. Mm. Um, when you say Afro, are you talking about we, we with a coin is black people or yeah so i'll use some of the terms browns who like who who, who you consider so afro peoples african peoples are terms that have been placed on us in these different levels of captivity or being under the control or um domination of other people groups nations um colonization so when i say afros or i say firstborn which i feel is who we are because we're the firstborn of creation so everything that we share isn't just this made up phrase. This is coming from reading the scriptures. And I know right now the scriptures have been misused on so many different levels that people don't find relevance. People don't feel that it it talks to them personally. But the most high is, like I said earlier, is swinging the pendulum to a spot where what it is from the beginning shall always be. And you refer back to Genesis chapter two, where it gives you a location of where this whole thing started. Genesis, the beginning, the genealogy, genome, um, anything with that G-E-N, that root word, the generations. This is the generations of human beings starts in the garden or starts in what they call Africa. And garden, one of the older terms, if you're in the comedian um, community or AKA Egypt, Abukalon means garden. So the Most High created the garden and created his firstborn people. If you look in Western science, Hadar, Ethiopia, Lushi, Otis Bones is found there. So when I say firstborn, this is coming from scholastic uh, thought processes and not just something cool to say. This is 
a regeneration because the power of the word, we as being made in the image of the father, when we speak, it actually creates everything you're speaking. Everything I speak is creating. Now, most of the time we don't see the fullness of that creation or it gets picked up in another vibrational area and another person picks up the idea or, or it's generated and it causes a worldwide sort of idea. But it's important for us to think about where we're um, the words that we speak and how we maneuver. So to answer your question, Afro people, meaning the firstborn, anyone who has African roots is the people that I'm talking to are in the dark ages. Meaning gotcha. you don't have um, autonomy of oneself. You're um, killing oneself. And we see a replica or a similar um, shift in the European lands. You know, in, in, in the European spaces, they went through the, as they call it, the dark ages, where there were a lot of plagues. They were killing each other. So what you're seeing versus Ukraine and, and Russia in modern times is something that's been happening for a long time. You had the Visigoths, the Vikings that came all the way up from Iceland, all in that area coming down and was dealing with the, the ancestors of France and Belgium and all these. So they were fighting each other quite a bit and they came to a resolution after some time that, hey, we got to stop killing each other. We need to refocus ourselves and ultimately go go somewhere else and, and dominate in other places. I mean, you can go into history and there's, it's more complicated than that, but that's basically what has happened. And you're seeing that reverse happening amongst us as a people where we were civilizations, as you can see, just the, 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 the amazing work of the, the pyramids that were done in Sudan, that were done in Egypt, the preciseness, how were they able to maneuver um, in the physics to understand how to build up in that sort of way. So the education was very different and and well more advanced than the ones we have now because we still, in all of our advancement, can't make a pyramid. We can't make it without any cranes, without any construction trucks or anything like that. And people like to say, well, did human beings build it? Was there the Nephilim that helped with that? Was this Sumerians? Were all these different people groups, da, da, da. There's possibilities to all of that because our humanity has many different forms. Uh, so that's why I like to say humanoids. People can appear to look one way, but they can be something else on the inside in their DNA, in their genetic structures um, and, and, and of the likes. So we being in our dark ages of killing one another, like logically, that doesn't make sense to kill something that looks like you because that's killing yourself. So if we see that happening on such a high level, we have to look from a psychological or as I like to call it, a spiritual standpoint to determine how is this this um, this enemy getting in? How is this deception on such a high level that even in the garden, a.k.a. Africa, you have all of the resources underneath you, around you, but there's people starving of food in this world today. There should be no starvation and everyone should have a roof over their head, at least those two things, food, clothing, shelter. That's all that should be required. But because of a different type of mindset that we've taken on, it is actually flipping us the other way. You know, we were talking earlier about the color purple and Taraji P. Henson, who um, is actually from D.C., she talked about how she feels like she could never get a leg up and she began to break down on the on the set. Because she's what everyone would consider to be successful. She broke it down to 
50% is going to taxes. So anytime you're making a lot of money, just know that's what's going to happen. All the people who are making tons of money that you see on TV and so forth and so on. Uncle Sam, as they call him, is getting 40 to 50%, right? So that's one thing there. And then she has to pay her agent who's getting 30%. That is crazy. I, I don't know how TV works out, but in the music business. That, that's a bad deal for her. <laughs> 30%? <laughs> you contracted that one because I'm sure, I'm sure she could have negotiated that. 30% seems really high for the agent. What do you need an agent for anyway? Well, you have to keep jobs in the industry going so everyone, you can't step into certain spaces because those spaces have its own rules and ways of being so you got everybody you got managers you got so you road got managers you got that like in the music space when i used to travel you have a manager do you have a road manager do you have a uh day-to-day do you have a and they're all got their own little worlds that they have to focus in on so that becomes its own sort of industry that you have to pay in order to make so they create all these systems you have to have a lawyer you have to have this you have to have that in most cases some people figure out how to maneuver through it in different ways like what lebron did which was smart um he paid for his friends to be those business partners and that helped him to expand with people that he knows and so forth and so on. That's my method too as well. I'd rather build with people I know than to build outside of myself because it's still building within yourself. How do we maneuver like what he's done? He's a great example of coming from a place of uh, the dark ages of not having certain things in his life like his dad, but being able to pivot and maneuver through coaches, through camaraderie with brotherhood, and then change and shift the cycle to become a father to his sons and his daughter. And now he's built a legacy dynasty where that family line, if they continue to flow in that, by the time his great-grandchildren come around, it solidifies wealth beyond just monetary. And that's what I'm doing in the studies right now in Genesis where Abram, Isaac, Jacob, Mm-hmm. Jacob's was the solidification. The third generation was the solidification through his children that all that was promised to Abram, all the kingdom was blessed. So if the family structure is broken, which is a part of why we're in the dark ages, you are never going to make it. And we see that in society. So Cole, you are a father, a good mm-hmm. dad. You have so many um, responsibilities what you see in society, tell me the importance of a father from your perspective as we're coming out of these dark ages. What does a father, what role do you see the father playing and what is missing? What can we do to get back to those principles of the family structure in our broken state? Speak from the broken state because most of our homes are single homes or no parents or in different custodies or in jail or whatever it may be. How do we maneuver through that How does the scriptures help us with that? What is the importance of the fathers? Because John the Baptist said his ministry was to bring the hearts of the fathers back to the children. What is the importance of a father? Well, you you just hit the nail on the head right there. Bringing the hearts. You got to bring the heart back because as you can see, we always talk about this, about the, the many, many definitions of a man. Depending on who you're talking to, depending on what they want, they're going to tell you what a man is. That's very confusing in this world, right? So that that's the underlying basis of why there's so much confusion. And for men, you can't give up because it's, it is very easy to, and it's even in our nature. Men don't typically fight unless it's your adversary. And unfortunately, we're in a situation where 
your own family can look like an adversary. And that gets very, very tricky. Mm. So you you know, if I know my enemy, who my enemy is, I know, okay, I need to guard myself. I need to watch it. But if your enemy is with from within or see, it looks like it's from within, you sometimes don't know how to maneuver. And oftentimes what guys do, they just retreat. They retreat not out of fear. They retreat out of self-preservation. Like, you know what? You got mm. it. Just, just let me leave it alone. That's what's deadly because that's the same mechanism or the tool that causes all the divide or I can say the whirlwind of dysfunction. Because as the men go, so is society because everything follows us in a mm. way. So whatever our leadership is, whether it's present, non-present, you're going to see the ramifications. So one of the important things about even being a father is just being there. As simple as that sounds, just being there makes the world of difference. What, what, mean, what do you mean safety. by being there? What does that mean? B- being there physically, being there mentally, like being present, like a living a life, having a presence in a home. So when you just talked about like LeBron James, as we know, he didn't grow up with his dad, but there are other figures or other male figures that uh, helped him along the way that he was able to reach out to, that he was able to associate himself with, to actually build him as he was going up. So there was a presence of a man somewhere in his life. So that presence, whether it be a coach, whether it be a teacher, whether it be a pastor, whether it be a mentor, whether it be an employer, you can you can glean on, you, you can uh, ask questions about, you can be vulnerable with, but you have to have that presence. And that's for both our, our, our young sons as well as our daughters. Because the presence of a man shows, I would say, protection, A, and this it also provides you a sense of security that there's a foundation that could be built upon. Because if men are, as you look around, everything we have in society were built by on the backs of men. Men built it. They have to. This is why we have testosterone pumping through our veins. Mm. This is why we rather go run and wrestle and knock each other out. Because that's how we were designed. This is why we like to go fix things. When we sit in offices and we sit here, you feel like you're withering away because it's like you're not utilizing the mus- the muscles, the cardiovascular system mm-hmm. that this machine was created to do. That's what men do. They go build things. They fix things. They break things. They war. They We, we go in when, when, when there's a, a war, when there's oppression coming, who are they going to send? They're going to send the men first. Why? Because you're not thinking logically about, oh, is this the right idea? Nah, we got to go take arms and do it. Go that adrenaline rush. You hit it. <laughs> you know, so, but th- this is why this is the basis of our society. Once you're missing that, then the whole society is vulnerable now. Mm-hmm. So you remember when we were at the farm, this is why I was joking about the horses. So to to put, to, to allow the audience to kind of uh, bring this in full picture, at the farm in Atlanta, BT Farms, there are two horses, two female horses, and there are about, what, about seven or eight cows there? And they're mm-hmm. all female as well. Uh, so while we're going out there to feed them, to give them the feed, there are two different canisters, tons of food. <laughs> the two horses, now just two of them, they were eating amongst themselves. And then we gave another uh, portion there for the cows. They decided to separate. And the one horse went over to rough and to bully the cows, like kicking them and doing everything. And we're like, hold up. There's plenty of food, but these horses were not give any way to the cows to eat and so when we were joking we were like hmm you know what we realized here there are no male bulls there's not a bull present because the bull that was present they took them away i said if that bull was here these horses would have a hard time accomplishing the goal and it was just a microcosm of what we see in society 
Mm. Once you remove the men, you remove the protection. You you remove the nourishment. You remove the gate. So now, because there's no presence there, now the young cows, they're vulnerable. They they have to decide, well, you know what? I can't eat because these bullies, no one's here to protect us. Mm. So who who is here to give you the tutelage? Who is here to to let you know what the real world is going to look like? I know I, I always talk about my dad all the time because even though he was a pastor, he gave me real world application. He was like, you can sit here in church all day, but once you leave this place, the people that you're engaging with don't talk like people at church. Mm. They don't have your best interests at heart. So you have to be wise just because they say they're believers, all this don't believe them. You can, you can tell like they're, they're all crooks or he'll tell you, you got to really listen to what people say. Mm-hmm. They'll really let you know who they are. So as a man, you got to walk with wisdom. That's what my dad taught me. Always be wise. Don't be too emotional. Don't just jump to do anything. Everything you do, if you're in your plan to do it, go do it. If you have something in your heart to do. So that's that type of leadership that that male presence can provide for you. You talked about don't be too emotional. People say that a lot. Break that down. What do you mean? Well, I think what he was saying, don't be too emotional because we're emotional people by nature. That, mm-hmm. That's how we were designed. But you have to be able to manage your emotions. So mm-hmm. just because I, I give an example, you remember when uh, at CLG, we used to, um, I think Pastor Jimmy used to take us to the beach or like go over Rehoboth and those type of things. Mm-hmm. There were certain trips that I didn't go on because mm-hmm. I, I don't think I went to Rehoboth. So I used to hear the stories, but I remember asking my dad, I was like, man, you don't never let me go. And he was like, just relax. First of all, I, you just can't go anywhere because he, in his, in my mind, it was like, well, this is a church. He's like, you don't know these people. You don't know the parents. You don't know how they raise their kids. You don't know anything. And it's not until you got older, you start to see things. You're like, oh, he was actually protecting you. At the time, I didn't know. He knew, but as a young person, he couldn't tell you what was really going on in certain households. Mm-hmm. But he just kept it general and just said, nah, you're my child. Just sit back. You can do something else fun. Don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. Don't. This this too shall pass. This is just one opportunity out of many. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but but it's, it's managing your emotions to not take things so personal. But but. But also it comes with explanation as well when you can explain when. So this is why right now, as I got older, our conversations were far more fruitful because now you're older now. So you can comprehend. You can kind of critically think through the different nuances. Now you can look back and be like, oh, I see why that happened. But it's all about self-awareness and also managing those emotions and guarding them so that it's not affecting or harming others. But almost like encapsulating it and utilize it to, as an asset, not a liability, if I should say that. Yeah, I love that. And I think a part of, you know, coming out of these dark ages into the fullness or back to Eden or back to our normal status, the family structure that has been broken, the roles that have been changed and roles. I mean, um, what is within the DNA and the proclivity of a male versus a female and what they do, who does what better or who does stuff easier for the whole. Right. So a female brings a certain level of nourishment and comfort and uh, its own security to the home, right? Because if the man is out working, getting the food, let's say old old school, hunting, da-da-da, bringing the food home, if the woman isn't raising the children and keeping the children safe mentally, emotionally, so forth and so on, all that man's work is in vain. So both is needed and vice versa. If mm-hmm. the man don't go out there, then the house won't be provided for. So there was a there was an equilibrium of understanding that we all have emotion, we all have needs, we all have... Um, gifts and allow me to be my best self, right? So even for me coming in a, 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 a broken situation through the divorce, I've had to navigate that 
And then I'm, what I'm seeing in this society, the way the society is built to only be focused on one particular thing, which is getting money, it deteriorates everything else. That becomes the major focus. And if that's the major focus of life, if that's the major reason for why we're being, we have to break down, okay, what is the money? What does that represent? And what am I putting my energy towards as I uh, acknowledge that this is what my life is about? You look at even for us who came in from different parts of the world, the family structure units aren't as strong in most cases because everybody's working or everyone has to do this to pay this and make ends meet. So it just be, this is all about workforce, which the family begins to deteriorate. And then it becomes a challenge because now who's taking care of the children? Like what your dad was doing. You didn't have the Internet at that time. No distractions. Imagine, imagine if you would we was in Rehoboth and you seen the post and you seen IG and stuff. You still would have been there emotionally and mentally. Yeah. On the line, just then your dad's power would have meant nothing to you. You mm-hmm. wouldn't be having those fruitful conversations. So navigating the internet, parents today don't have a clue of how to operate because the phone is so necessary to life in the way that the society's been built. And then in there, they're being inundated. There's no commercials. There's no time break. You know, we used to watch TV and then at least you alone and we go ride bikes and do other things. No, 24-7. So you have to, and they're per- pushing ideas and concepts to your children constantly that you don't have access to. So as a man, you feel depleted, especially as a man of the firstborn or the or a man of Afro descent, African descent. Uh, you become even more vulnerable as a man. So you go back into a retreated mode and become silent because the Afro man is at his lower states at this time in 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 the world. Don't really own much of anything um, outside of having to get permission from other people groups like dame dash said you work this job can you offer that to your child then you you the the work is in vain Mm -hmm. as a man Mm -hmm. right so if the man feels depleted and doesn't feel like he has any power and his wife is getting the jobs getting the education getting the figures so forth and so on and and that strategy of how things are are set up isn't understood in the family now the man feels like he's losing his his children he's losing his wife it demoralizes him and and shrinks him where he doesn't operate in his fullness then even more now he becomes a nothingness he becomes like you're not relevant you ain't making no money you can't bring that but see this is what this is i'm glad you mentioned that because in, in some of my conversations what i've been thinking this society that we currently live in i think we, we know money, capitalism, all these different mechanisms. It's relevant today because of the way the societal structure is, is, is set up. So as you just mentioned, because I've come into people who, regardless of how much money they make, you can't tell them nothing. But And they still have that That's same true. level. Of, they command, like you can't say nothing to them because, they're, because they haven't accepted that story or that narrative that's been put out there. They, they just don't accept it. And that's a part of that. So when you talk about that man, that father, that's the balance that that male presence brings. Because if I'm mm. talking to my young guy and he went to talk and say, he feels like they're like, you, you care too much about what people think. And I remember in POC and our band, that was used to be a, a, a common thing being a people pleaser, always worrying about what men or what people think. And that was something that mm. stood out with us that when we really grappled with it and we overcame it, 
that's when we came in our full splendor because it was like, y'all can't tell us nothing. And it wasn't an arrogant way. It was like, we just didn't allow the outside noise to affect the goal. And because of that, you have more fame. People respected you more. They, they wanted us to do all these things because, but when we were trying to be a people pleaser, we just want to be like everybody else. Just because, oh, mm. you said I'm not worth anything. I guess I'm not. We didn't buckle like that. Mm-mm. And there's a lot of, so when you use the term, I think uh, masculinity, you look at the news now, they, what did it say? Toxic masculinity. Right now at the colleges I work at, right? Even talking to this, these young ladies, now the young ladies are saying they don't make men like they used to. I said, what do you mean? Well, you know, my grandfather, hmm. my father, but I said, hold up. Society says your grandfather and father were toxic. That's not the people that we want. But now they're saying that the young men are, they, they talk more. They're more, um, they're more verbal in the sense that now they don't bottle in their emotions. They, they speak about it now. So now the young ladies are looking at those young men as if they're, they're women. I'm like, hold up, but this is what you asked for. You wanted these young boys to talk, to talk to you. Now they talk to you. They're sassy. Uh, they're this. I say y'all have a label for everything. This is why as men, you hold the standard and you do it your way. Because once you buckle and capitulate to somebody else, they have dominion over you. And then you go to and fro. Today you're this. Today you hot. Tomorrow you cold. No one respects people like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah you have no, you have no power, power. Because, but a lot of that is coming from the outside sources that want you to only focus on the money focus on production right because that was systematized into the education into all of the agendas that are placed in commercials the programming everything is a program now every time i hear that word in some of the meetings i'm like we got to find another word we have to create a different perspective so that it becomes balanced now is money ha- having money bad no but if you don't understand or overstand what money is supposed to mean and what it's supposed to be used for and how it's supposed to be used, you become a slave to it. And that's what we're seeing where once again, I refer back to her interview, uh, Taraji talking about how she don't sleep. She works so hard, works so hard. Now, if you're working so hard, like most of us do working 14, 16 hour days and you ain't taking care of your machine, like you said, your body and you're giving yourself over when you shut down, you did. But see, a, a part of it too is the we operate from a position of lack so much mm. that you, we don't position ourselves or even create a way for ourselves to always be on top of our game. So, for example, and this is when we speak about fatherhood and men. I remember when I bought my first car, my dad was like, "Can you afford it?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm making money. I can afford it." He said, "I don't think you really looked at the cost." associated with the vehicle you have to pay the car Mm. note you got to put gas in the car insurance how much of that money that your take-home pay will be allocated for a car because after you pay that car and all the other things how you gonna live it is not until you start looking at the nuances and like oh that is true that's gonna be about 50 percent, and then i still gotta pay rent and i ain't gonna have no money so maybe this car is a bad but once again the emotionalism would be like i need to get it get it get it logic and Mm. a, a, a a firm wisdom would say whoa 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 you can get a car, but maybe a cheaper car, maybe a used car. Maybe you want to buy a house. That's great. You don't have to go buy a house that's $500,000 just because somebody wants it. If it's not in your bandwidth to do so as a man, you got to stick to what you know, because if you overstretch yourself, now this is when you start walking in quicksand. This is when we start mm-hmm. now always trying to catch up because 
once you dig in deep like that, it's very, especially with compound interest and the way the system is, there's always going to be something that's going to need your attention. And when you're trying to mm-hmm. rob Peter to pay Paul, this is why many of us right now, right, as you mentioned, are in that dark age. It's because a lack and a lack of uh, operating a lack, but also lack of planning and lack of understanding. And then on top of that, our insatiable need and appetite for things because we see things. We see people with new shoes. Oh, we want to get some new shoes. Oh, this person's going on a trip. Oh, I want to go on a trip. That's that covetousness, right? We want things that we shouldn't. We don't even have the ability or the resource to even uh, uh, even as even attain. But because we have credit, we have deferred payments, or we have. Oh, you know what? I'll get paid in two weeks. This is why we're beholden to our jobs because oh, we know another check is coming, so I can spend a little bit here and I can catch up another time. This is a risky game that many people are now seeing that you're never going to win that battle. As they say in, Ve- in Vegas, the house always win. <laughs> but we, this is, this is once again, this is why we have to use wisdom, be around, acquire knowledge, uh, be around people who mm-hmm. can hold the line and won't, and, 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 and quite frankly, aren't embarrassed or aren't fearful of hurting your feelings to let you know, to give it to you straight. You need to operate this way because if you don't, this is what could happen. And this is the pivotal role that fathers play because I know growing up, that's where that type of communication came from. The men mm-hmm. in our circle, whether it's my my peers, my young men brothers, whether it's uncles, pastors, father, they're the ones who gave us a lot of times the voice of reason. And we understood it from their voice because we knew mm-hmm. they didn't talk much. So when they did speak, you bet you definitely want to listen because they're not going to open their mouth too often. So because ne- now that, that even takes us back to the scriptures where it says there was a moment of time where God didn't speak because when when he did, mm-hmm. because as once again. As the firstborn of creation, as God's chosen people, once again, our dads, there's a reason why they say when you look at males to females, there's a not even a correlation between the amount of words that a female is able to um, to to bring forth versus young boys. It's, it's not, there's a reason for that. There is a reason. There are the effective communicators. They can talk up a storm 24-7. You can give mm-hmm. a one sentence and encapsulate everything they said in 20 minutes. If we have a different mm-hmm. way of communicating. But once again, we live in a society that says, no, you have to do it this way, not that way. No, you have to do it the way you were created to do. The lion can only operate as a lion. He can't operate as a cheetah. He can't operate as a mm-hmm. lioness. His job is to sit on the mountain mm-hmm. and to lo- overlook all the danger that comes. The lioness goes out. She's there with the cubs. Is there creating, creating the community. But everybody has a role. See, in today's world, because we have been trying to manipulate and become, as he said, like gods, we've altered the way human existence is. Even so much now, everything we do, we have, like you mentioned, we have all these communication devices. All With mm-hmm. all these communication devices, we don't communicate with people. We communicate with things. Mm-hmm. We communicate with people through mediums of technology. So we're more comfortable talking to someone thousands of miles away that a person sit right in front of you. Mm. Almost like aliens. You talked about wisdom. Wisdom. And that's what the scripture brings is wisdom. If you don't have the wisdom, you talked about your father um, saying the car note, insurance. But you also have to remember you have to get tires. You got to get alignment. You got a lot of trouble is going to come. Little changes. <laughs> so many different things spin. And a lot of times when you're dealing with a young child 
and they're and you're trying to share these things with them, especially the father to daughter relationship. They're moved a lot more from um, the feelings. I feel as soon as people start and they say, I feel like I feel I feel if you're moving by those feelings and you've negated logic or structure. You are vulnerable, Mm -hmm. whether you want to accept it or not, you're vulnerable. And like you said, the lion, the male lion's job is to protect the pride. Look, nature already shows us what everyone's role is. Mm-hmm. That And they don't fight. And the lioness isn't like, no, don't go out there and do that. No, I'm going to take care of this portion. You take care of that portion. That's how a nation runs. That's how a family runs. That's how people run. So once you go against those, remember we talked about earlier about the truth being the truth, and you're following societal norms, which are contrary to nature, that means automatically there's a breakdown happening, whether you see it or you don't. And that is ultimately going to put you behind the ball where you're always having to catch up or always having to depend or always having to look outside of oneself. And they made it the society about wants as opposed to what you need and budgeting. And that's what I had to learn and bring my um, budget down, bring my operating expenses lower so that you can begin to create something that can build for longevity as opposed to. And they got a $500,000 house. I want to live in that neighborhood. I want to get it. Oh, God bless me with that. Which God, first of all. And then what type of blessing is that? Sometimes, yeah, it, it can be a blessing. But is it yours? Do you own it? Or you have to pay a mortuary? Do you have to pay a mortgage to constantly keep up? Now you don't have time with your family. Now you got to do this. Oh, now you can't. When you're in an apartment, you could just call somebody to come and clean this up and fix that. No, you got to go clean it and fix it yourself. Do you have those are all the expenses the principal your dad gave you with the car? Yeah, He's yeah. like, whatever you get, <laughs> there's six or seven other expenses added to Add that, to, and you yeah. need to be, you have to pay attention to. So it's better to start off here, get a used car, get your money up, then you can buy it cash or whatever it may be. Wisdom is the principal's thing. The scripture says, if everything you get, get wisdom or get knowledge knowledge because knowledge is the most important thing and then wisdom is how to apply it and how do you get that you get that from the elders that's why the elders are so important very important the the male or the female the mom the matriarch or the patriarch do you have those type of voices who can give you from the future anytime i talk to the young kids I, i work with the children down in um in compton at a middle school with our app and when i told them i was 45 years old they were like Damn, you are OG. Well, you, but you're still young. I, say, I always tell them I'm young, old, and I'm telling you, you're in eighth grade. This is what I know will happen as you get there. It may look a little different, but it's gonna be this, this, and this principle. And they didn't understand what principle mean. They was like, "What does principle mean?" They were given different definition. I was like, "Principle would be very simple. Like this is what how you want to live by principle, or you want to focus your attention on these sorts of truths." If you go, and I use this every time because it's very easy, go to the top of a building and you jump. It doesn't matter if you're a male, female, Afro, European, Asian, Democrat, liberal, Republican, conservative, whatever, all those ideologies that man have made up. If if we jump from this thing, the law, the real law, as we call the universal law, the principle is... What goes up must come down. So if we know that principle to be true, 
we look at the state of our current structures and businesses and, and, and society, this is going up. But can you see when it's coming down? Will you be able to see? Or are you so caught up in the things and the feelings of feeling self-worth, feeling like I'm somebody? If your father's in the house, you don't need those feelings. That's why I look at hip hop today. Most of the men who are getting label deals and so forth and so on, if you if you roll it all the way back to its root, a lot of this is built in not having the family or father structure involved. So you're getting it vicariously through another man, another people group, another deal, another this or another that to solidify dominance or to feel that you are worth something. That's all a part of that dark ages I'm talking about. Now, if we begin to acquire knowledge and use wisdom, you can turn that around and it becomes a positive thing. So getting deals and moving is a great thing. But how is all of us having all these deals and we make all this six figure, seven figure, da, 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 but we still don't own nothing after all this time? We have to look. What is what does that mean? 